Hey, hey, what's going on there, podcast land? Matthew Johnson back with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. And in this week's episode, this is part three of three, where we are going to talk about respite, but specifically some things that caregivers need to focus on when they get a respite break. Let's go. All right, so we are back one more time, and this is the third of three installments dealing with respites for the care partner. And we broke out that word respite, at least the first four letters, R-E-S. P and the R stands for relationship self-care. The E, emotional self-care. The S, spiritual self-care. And the P, physical self-care. R-E-S-P. The first part of respite. Respite just meaning to just take a break. Right? Get some caregiver in to provide care from an agency or Maybe you're even going and having your loved one in a facility for 30 days. They have those uh, places that offer memory care. And some of them, of course, you can go long term, but some of them also have short term options. A respite, a break for you. And so given the opportunity to get a respite and whether it's as formal as that or just a few minutes every day, maybe you're just taking some time while your loved one is taking a nap to take advantage of that time, whatever it is, make sure that you are focused on what you need to do with your break time. And so I just categorize these things in these four areas, relationship, which was the part one of this series, emotional, which was part two of the series. And today we're going to focus on the last two elements, spiritual and physical, two very important areas, of course, that you should look at, consider and have an approach for when it comes to your respite. When you get the opportunity for a break, focus on these areas. So spiritual and physical are the ones we're going to talk about today. Let's take spiritual first. Set aside time for thought and reflection. I tell you, that is so important. Whether you do meditation, whether you do some chanting, I am understanding now that humming is a thing that you can do to help just relieve some stress instantly and to perhaps help you connect on a spiritual level with whoever your creator is. And I tell you, when I learned about this humming, you know, of course, heard about deep breathing and all of that. And that's all good techniques, all of it. But when I was introduced to this humming and I tried it one time where I was experiencing some some, some stress and got you know tense in the shoulders and all of that. And I started just humming. And oddly enough, I hummed an old Negro spiritual. I was like, Mm-hmm, 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 
right? I just started doing that. And it did help me to feel better. I don't know what that is. I don't know why that happens. But then, of course, as I thought about it, since I was humming an old Negro spiritual, I thought, I wonder if my ancestors who were enslaved used that humming as a way of getting through a very rough period in their lives. Is that why they did that? Because you would think, you know, why in the world would a slave be happy working for someone for free under the most horrid, inhumane conditions possible? And of course, we know that they sang songs and sometimes those songs had coded messages in them. I'm building me a home. I'm building me a home, my Lord. This earthly house is gonna soon decay, and the soul's got to have somewhere to stay. Right? So they were telling the other slaves, hey, look, I'm building me a home up north. You know what I'm saying? Going to have a nice swimming pool in the yard, a swing set for the kids. Because this ain't going to last for long. And we need to have some place to stay. Right? Or songs about the Underground Railroad, Follow the Drinking Gourd, all of these things. And so really for the African-American community specifically, but of course anyone can do this. This is getting back to your roots if you're an African-American in this country to hum, to sing, to allow yourself to transcend whatever you are going through in the moment. And we all know how a song can sometimes put you back into a place of good feelings, happy feelings, good memories. And so certainly when we're talking about spiritual self-care, perhaps try to incorporate all those things that are associated with meditation, but think about humming as well. Because maybe it does something vibrationally that really connects you with a spiritual power to help get you through things. So think about that. That's one thing. Then the second thing on the spiritual spending time in nature. Man, gotta tell you, and this is something that I definitely don't do enough of. Don't really even think about it unless I'm on some type of vacation or on a retreat. I remember a silent retreat I used to go on that was on the banks of the Potomac River, you know, the retreat house, and you just quiet, reflect, and you can just pay attention to the awesomeness of nature. And it really puts into perspective how small. Your problems are one, but two, how things just kind of work together and everything happens for a reason. You sit back and you watch how a leaf or a nut falls from a tree, rolls around on the ground, and then you look and see small bushes and trees growing around and how all of that, the life cycle of a tree, the fall where the leaves make the tree bare to enable the tree to continue to grow. 
Right? And you start to think about that and think about your own life and how important it is for you to go through cycles of change, for you to shed perhaps things that are weighing you down. All of that is available right in front of you in a lot of cases. And so perhaps part of this, if you get the time, would be to maybe take your shoes off, walk barefoot in the grass, sit outside on your deck Look at the clouds, look at the sky, look at the awesomeness of the canvas that is the world in which you live and see how you fit into that and see how it works around you in a pretty perfect way, how the balance is there in nature. So take some time to spend in nature. And then the third thing on the spiritual is to pray. Again, whether it's to Allah whether it's to Jesus, whether you're praying to a head of lettuce, whatever it is, whatever your God is, or if you don't have a God even, meditate and pray. Spend some time just asking for help, asking for understanding. And perhaps there's a particular prayer that you pray, whether that be an our, an our Father, whether that be whatever it is. There are various prayers that are sort of some mantras that can become a mantra, things that you might say when you're in a tough time. Have a go-to prayer that you pray so that you can, again, reconnect spiritually. And then Moving on to physical self-care, let's talk about three areas to focus on related to physical self-care. First, eat nourishing foods. You are what you eat. If you eat Twinkies, corn chips, and crap, you are a big Twinkie, corny, crap person. Pretty much. If you eat healthy, live foods, food that grew and maybe recently, as opposed to food that maybe grew in three or four countries away and was on a ship for several days and was shipped essentially unripe so that they could they think maybe it's going to ripen in route. I got to tell you, I, for the first time, tasted fruit when I went to Trinidad. Good friend of mine, the good doctor, Henry, is from Trinidad, and I went to visit with him and stayed with his sister. So I didn't live, you know, stay in a hotel, didn't stay in Tobago, which is more the touristy area. It was in Trinidad, and it was in someone's house, a local house, where there were fruit trees in the yard. And I gotta say, this fruit tasted like fruit. It tasted like it was supposed to taste. I don't know what this is. This imitation fruit that we're getting in the grocery stores here. That's kind of all the same shape, all the same size. Africa. I was in Ghana, you know, maybe three or four years ago. And they have these bananas. They're half the size of our bananas for whatever reason. But the taste just explodes on your tongue 
I mean, it tastes like a banana. A watermelon tastes like a now a watermelon now later. It tastes like what watermelon is supposed to taste like. The stuff here, it's so genetically modified. Who knows what they're spraying on it? Who knows when they're picking it? But for Africa, you could literally see in some cases they're selling this stuff on the side of the road. And in some cases, where it's coming from is right behind where they're selling it. It's just right there. Or you know it came from somewhere within, you know, maybe 10 miles of where they're selling it. And it was probably picked that day or the day before versus weeks earlier. And more than likely grown organically. And that is just the way it is. They don't, you know, mass produce stuff. And the Airbnb I was staying in in Ghana one of the times had a mango tree in the yard and literally just walking from the car to the door, you would step over mangoes. I wouldn't. I would pick up those mangoes that had fallen off the tree and eat them. And they were so juicy. It's so ripe. And you knew they were ready because they were on the ground. The tree and Mother Nature was like, yeah, we're good here. This one's ready. Have that. Right? And so eat nourishing foods. And to the extent you can, it's hard, I think, in this country. But to the extent you can, try fresh fruits and vegetables that are organically grown. Eat good. And you will be good because you are what you eat. Then the second one for physical self-care is to get enough sleep. Hey, yay. Here recently I've been having some issues with some sleep, going through some things, of course, this uh, care partner experience. And you'll probably hear about what I'm going through now in a future podcast. But sleep has been hard to come by. I'm only getting five hours of sleep. And for most people, that might be a good average night's sleep. But that's not me. Matthew gets about seven, eight hours good, usually. Hard, solid, rim sleep. And I've been waking up earlier here the past couple of days. And, uh, you know, you notice throughout the day, your energy level starts to wane. Right? So get enough sleep. And that's the goal, to try to get seven to eight hours of sleep, which means you might need to shut off electronic devices an hour or two before you go to bed. Maybe stop eating two or three hours before you go to bed so you're not dealing with any acid reflux or anything that will make you uncomfortable. Keeping a cooler room. So if your house is normally 70 degrees throughout the day, maybe try to see if you can get your bedroom down to 65. Cooler it's better get snug under a blanket and try to see if you can get to the point where you wake up naturally because your body has had enough rest versus an artificial alarm clock waking you up. Even when I was getting up at 6 a.m. because I had to be at work at 7, you know, back when there were working in the office building, I'm still teleworking right now. I would get to sleep by 10, 9 o'clock p.m. And I would just wake up automatically a little before 6 every morning. Body was just ready to go. Right. So make sure that you're doing what you can do 
in order to get enough sleep. That's a very, very important part of physical self-care because that's where your body restores itself. That's where your body fights things that, you know, might be attacking it. Infections, viruses, the bad food that you ate. Your body gets a chance to try to break that down while you're sleeping and turn it into energy. All right. So if you're not getting the sleep, then your body is not replenishing itself. And your body won't be as strong to fight off various viruses and things that try to attack you. So sleep is certainly important for physical self-care. And then the third thing related to physical self-care, go on a walk. Or play a sport. Be active. Doesn't take much. They say about 150 minutes per week, which is about 30 minutes, five days a week. You can get that in and walking. If you're in a part of the country where you're getting snow or ice or cold temperatures, it might be difficult to walk outside. There are certain things you can do even just around the house. Jumping rope. Walking in place using canned goods for weights and doing some activity there, using your weight as resistance, doing push-ups, sit-ups, getting some physical activity in. Try to do 30 minutes a day. I tell you, this is one of the challenges for me, trying to get it in as a nurse in one of my support groups, Nurse Tanner, and I'm going to try to get her on the podcast one day. But she talks about that this physical activity is not that difficult to do if you schedule it the way you schedule everything else that you tend to get done when you put it on your schedule. So set that time aside. If it's 30 minutes from 6.30 to 7 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, put that on the calendar. And that is a good place for an alarm. But time to go get my exercise in. Block that time out. That will let you know that it's important to you. All right. So those are the things, the three things that you can do related to physical self-care. So let's just recap for spiritual self-care. Three things, setting time aside for thought and reflection, some type of meditation, perhaps spending time in nature and praying. Don't forget that humming. That's good too. Physical self care, eating nourishing foods, getting enough sleep, going for a walk, or doing 150 minutes of physical activity every week. Those are things you can do in terms of respite as it relates to spiritual self care and physical self care. So we've covered them all under respite. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. No, not that. Just R-E-S-P. Relationship self-care. Emotional self-care. Spiritual self-care. And physical self-care. Those are four areas you can focus on. And if you need to go back, parts one and two are the podcasts that address the other areas. That's all we have time for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. This is Matthew Johnson for Dementia in Black and White. That is wonderful what you're doing, taking care of your loved one. Very important. Noble even. 
But more important than that is to take care of yourself, physical and mental. Until next time, I'm out.